This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. I don't know, but this one kid, Steven, tried to make fun of me because my initials are KC for, you know. Yeah. And he was like, oh, what's your middle name? Does it start with an F? And I was like, ha ha. I do like chicken, though. Turd. <laughs> All right. Oh, and we're recording, guys. So just oh. Thanks. Appreciate that. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and turn my phone on silent. Yeah. We're professionals here, James. Ooh, (laughs) is it on vibrate? It's not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Um, This is where we say hi, guys. Oh, yeah, we started. (laughs) I like when we're like, oh, we hit the record button. We're doing that thing now. Holy crap. All right. Uh, Go, go, go. Um, Hey, this is Dorkside News. And if you're just joining us for the first time, what the hell happened? We have 37 other episodes you should have been listening to. So, well, I mean, listen to this one first, but then go back and listen to the rest. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't stop listening now. <laughs> About to hit the good stuff. <laughs> My name's James. I'm Richard. And we have a special guest star today since Frankie is dealing with life, apparently. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kat. So Kat joins us from Late Night Craving, where she uh, helps run a, a thing I do, which is... Uh, review foods you can just normally buy as opposed to the foods that James reviews that you don't actually want to buy. <laughs> yeah, we have two actually two different things. So he does late night cravings, which is food that tastes good normally. Yeah, and I do taste this, which is food that normally doesn't taste good. Yeah, despite it sounding like it might be good sometimes. Yeah, and and sometimes yours tastes good, and sometimes mm-hmm. ours doesn't taste good. I would like to point out. Before we get into the episode, ants are edible and delicious. And delicious. You should try ants. They really are. This is not a joke. It's not a gimmick. We've I've used I want to use them as seasoning for something. 100%. Maybe get like, you know, a vodka martini with some ants for I'm it. down. I I'm what, so down. Whatever you could do with crushed red pepper, you can do with ants. But instead of it making it spicy like hot, it will make it citrusy like lime. Yep. yep. So mm-hmm. I think That'll be the same texture, mouthfeel. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be good. That's good. All right, so if you guys are new here, we do the news. And I want to just forego all the beginning stuff. If you if you like us, go to um, Smash Bomb, review us there. Did you say you're going to forego it and then yep. you did it anyways? And, well, I just, that one particular thing. <laughs> I, I've listened to other podcasts where I like it, it, they're at the point now where they're like, they just do the intro so many times that you can tell they're bored with the intro. They just want to get to the good stuff. So here's talk, here's us talking just as much, but not actually yep. doing most of the intro. Exactly. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> With the rum, it sounds like a good, a really good idea. <laughs> All right. So our first up, um, apparently the Infinity Gauntlet is not complete yet when we thought it was. And by the Infinity Gauntlet, I don't mean the Infinity Gauntlet from Endgame. I mean the Infinity Gauntlet that Disney owns. The Disney fist on this world. So this is just a rumor, um, but it's, it's, well, it's not even a rumor. It's an investor suggested to Disney, one, Disney's actual investor suggested that they should purchase Blizzard. The one. They should purchase Activision Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Activision Blizzard or Blizzard? Well, they said Blizzard, but it is Activision Blizzard now. I, I get that, but when they bought Fox, they didn't buy Fox. Right. Yeah. They bought the portions of Fox that they wanted. Yeah. And so Fox News is still doing its own thing, and um, I don't know, maybe Fox Sports or something. I I, I don't really know. Who or watches care. sports? 
Fox, Fox Sports Ball. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that. Sports Ball. <laughs> um, but for Blizzard, I think I think Blizzard is a perfect match. Original original good Blizzard is a yes. perfect match for Disney. If we're Disney. going back before Activision bought Blizzard, yes, I agree. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of the implications of what this could mean. And you know my brain reaches far out into the cosmos of weird stuff. And so my brain instantly went to what Disney princesses could we get in Heroes exactly. of the Storm? <laughs> oh, you thought the reverse. I thought I, like... Okay, so that means the queen of the of the swarm is now a Disney yeah, princess. Yeah, my favorite, my <laughs> Disney princess is the queen of Azara. So. <laughs> awesome. Now, it's it's interesting if they went that way. This could also mean because Disney has a reputation of actually taking a company and making good things out of it, and Blizzard used to be that way. They would yeah. take an idea and make it good, but now they've become Activision Blizzard. Um, if they took Blizzard back, well, yep. not back. If they if they took Blizzard. They could possibly redo the Warcraft movie, which I think would be a good start. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe give it to um, Pixar. Yeah, yeah, I'd be totally down for that. Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, hundred no. percent. You could. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some hardcore people would be sad because it wouldn't be brutal enough or whatever. But if you if you redid it in. Uh, like I, I mean, I watch this stuff. Yeah, I actually watch Troll Hunters, which I'm pretty sure is Pixar. I watch the Alien spinoff from Troll Hunters. It's in the same town. Yep. It's super good. And I'm like, you know what? Apparently, I don't need nudity and violence and stuff like that. I am happy to watch this stuff. It is if it's good writing, I will enjoy it. But if I was gonna ask you, would you rather watch Troll Hunters or would you rather watch Altered Carbon? Which one are you gonna say? Altered Carbon. Carbon. <laughs> Not saying you need it, but it does help. <laughs> she is pretty hot. Though. She is so hot. I brought that one up specifically <laughs> because I know he likes her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm with it. And I also agree. She is pretty hot. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's good writing and everything else. Yes. It's good cinematography, it's good writing, it's good special effects, it's good um, people. Like, it's sexy men, sexy women. Everything is is sexy and action-y, and it's just everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Troll Hunters somehow got, like, super violent, and they're like, we're now making <laughs> Troll Hunters rated R, I'd be like, this is a weird thing, but if it's good, it'd I'm... It'd be Troll Hunters it. with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be Black Label. Yeah. <laughs> troll Hunters, Triple X. Disney Black Label. <laughs> Uh, what's right. what's funny though is a lot of people think that because it has the the Disney brand on it now that it's automatically going to be like PG thirteen. It's not going to be as good as it possibly could be. I don't know. I disagree with that. A, a lot of people liked Inside Out, for example, and Inside Out had nothing to do with a Disney princess. Yeah, um, it's still a Disney movie, and it was still. I mean, it was wholesome, and it didn't need nudity and all that stuff. I just think the PG thirteen. Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, I can't think of the word. Just the the thought of it having PG thirteen on it automatically makes some people think it's just not going to be a good movie. Well, so and, wait, um, they're allowed to swear once with PG thirteen. Yes, right? we will be doing the PG thirteen <laughs> game eventually. I got to come up with some good ones. So, can you imagine like Disney's like, well, technically we're, we're allowed to you know to to drop one f bomb in every movie. So every every Disney it would PG-13. just be it would just be Samuel L. Jackson coming in like motherfucker every time. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. All right, that was a long time on Disney Blizzard, but I'm excited. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's worth it. 
Um, and just like HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax, Disney just said that you can get Disney Plus now on Hulu since they basically own all of it. Not basically. They do own all of Hulu now. So so, so what, are, what are they saying? They're saying that... You can get Disney Plus as an add-on to your Hulu subscription just like you would with HBO. So you can watch all these things through one interface instead yes. of... Yeah. Uh, that's that, amazing. That... I mean, I was already down for Disney Plus, but Hulu's interface is not horrible like Amazon's is. Yeah. It's not as good as Netflix. It's not as good as Netflix. It could be improved. And I think it might be if Disney gets their that's hands true. on just the interface. That's true. But... The fact that they're just going to let you add it onto Hulu, that already lets, that in my head, they're already using Hulu servers now. Yep. So that's going to be good. They're already going to, there's not going to be a pain in the ass to, you know, for subscription plans. You just add it on. It just all sounds good. Cat, I need to be on your Hulu plan. <laughs> you are on my Hulu plan. Oh, that's good. I should be watching stuff then. And so I call this Disney Plus Plus. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're adding the Disney Plus to the, the, yeah. Is this a link? Where does this go? That goes to the article. Yeah, all of my. If you if you look at dorksidenews.com, we have our show notes posted as our show notes, but also links to every article that I've pulled up. I, I'm I'm giving you major props. You're getting because, fancy. Yeah, this is this well. Is cool. I've also noticed that in a few previous episodes, we were like, I forgot to look that up. Well, now I don't have an excuse because I have the link in front of me. And and the, that's to be honest, we're always we always have the link in front of us. Yeah. There's just no reason not to. Yeah, you're right. You're that's awesome. Cool. Kat, have you seen Big Mouth? No, but I heard great things about Holy it. Holy shit, it's so fucking weird, but it's hilarious. It's it's the type of weird that Rick and Morty is. Like, that type of weird. I haven't pushed through Rick and Morty. Okay, like, but, the first show, I watched it, and I was like, this is extremely weird. Yeah. It's that kind of weird, but it's about kids going through um, puberty, and, puberty and stuff. And there's a hairy monster and a hairy female monster that are, I don't know. Um, it's doing good. It has been doing good for a while, but it just got announced that it's not getting just renewed for another season, but for three more seasons. So Netflix has some big money on on Big Mouth. <laughs> and if you don't know who Nick Kroll is, that guy's a genius. I mean, he's been in a few movies too. He's He is the voice. Yeah. He's the one who produced it and created it. Um, if you guys haven't seen Big Mouth, let me know what you... Well, if you guys have seen Big Mouth, let me know what you think. I thought it was hilarious the first, you know, the first few episodes I watched. But like the James way, I never finish something unless it's the Netflix just came out with this this week type. Thing. I don't know. I just have a problem finishing stuff. That- yeah, and unless it's a hot Latina soap opera <laughs> uh, actress in Altered Carbon or super or superheroes, it <laughs> or needs superheroes. to be superheroes or something or an anime. Uh, okay, speaking of superheroes, this has almost nothing to do with it, but I'm gonna tie it in anyways. <laughs> the Simpsons just teased its 30th Treehouse of Horror, which is crazy to think about because they only do one Treehouse of Horror a year, which means obviously 30 years of The Simpsons. The Simpsons. But they so, have showed the poster. and It's this, so amazing. <laughs> uh, the link is in the show notes if you go look at it. Um, they're, they're doing a, they always do a parody of something, some yeah. movie, some um, TV show or whatever. They decided to do two uh, on this one that are very recent. Um, one is Lisa as Eleven from Stranger Things, which just looks hilarious. She has the blood coming out of her nose and everything. Like nice. she's doing something. And then the other one, I don't even know how they're going to do this one, but they're going to be doing The Shape of Water as another parody. And if you haven't seen The Shape of Water, 
do not watch that with your girlfriend's parents on Thanksgiving because <laughs> holy shit, she starts off by masturbating, and I was like, oh shit, this is Thanksgiving. All right, <laughs> but no, it's 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 Hellboy without Hellboy. So it was all the like characters and creatures and stuff you'd think of from Hellboy, but not. Hellboy. It's an unofficial tie-in. Yeah, like it's the, the basically director, about Abe. Yeah, the director. I mean, even the same actor. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's super cool. Um, but it's very slow and it's not an action movie per se. It's like a drama, yeah. I think. It is kind of slow. I still enjoyed it. It was it was decent, but it is it is much slower than a slower pace than what I'm used to for the movies I normally watch. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't action doesn't have to be, you know, but like even rom-coms, romance, all that stuff, they're usually still a lot faster paced than this movie was. Yeah. It was but it's still good. Isn't it great? I mean, Simpsons is now Disney. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you get the Disney Plus add-on, that means you get 30 years of The Simpsons this, to watch. You know, that's got to aggravate the heck out of Universal Studios or make them really happy. I don't know which, <laughs> because when you go to Universal Studios and you walk, in which Kat and I are going this fall, um, so when you go and you walk through the Marvel superhero block, they, they do it by block. So there's Transformers block and there's Harry Potter land. I don't know. And there's Simpsons land with a, like you can walk in the most tavern. Yeah. It's a recreation of things like that. Right. It's super cool. Except now all that Simpsons stuff should be at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Which or means California Dis- land. Disneyland is just going to get bigger. Now you're going to have star Wars world. Well, and no, Simpsons. And- because they have licenses for this stuff. And so universal studios is not likely to give them back. Oh, that's true. So just so like, it's, uh, yeah, it's either good or bad. Yeah, because it might, end, it might end up with them just buying Universal, anyways. <laughs> at, at Universal, you can everything. They, That's what Disney's doing. They with. have like X Men walking around to take pictures <laughs> yeah. with instead of you know instead of uh, Mickey Mouse or whatever. Yep. So yeah, uh, and it, it probably like they don't even have movies with those characters. They just only they have the rights to use them in a in a park. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the hypest the hypeth traineth runneth. That's what I said in this one. Uh, the hype train is still rolling for <laughs> Carnival Row. Uh, the second teaser has come out. And from what I gather now, we got a little bit more of what's actually going on. Um, the whole teaser trailer is saying it's different or it's dangerous to be different. So, and this is in a world with all kinds of mythical creatures. Cara Delevingne definitely being the fairy in this one. We finally figured that out because I couldn't tell if it was Orlando Bloom's character. Because <laughs> yeah. the way that it was like the poster looks like you can't tell who it yeah. is. But it's definitely Cara Delevingne's uh, The Fairy. And it looks like a mythical version of like Handmaid's Tale. Like it's about, you know. Uh, I kind of got the feeling it's going to be basically like True Blood. Where uh, lots of blood. sex, lots and lots of sex. Lots of brutality in this world with things. Um, I I really like when they're like, oh, you know, they see a satyr, a satyr minotaur. I don't know. I guess a satyr. I it think was a satyr. probably a satyr in this one. Yeah, and they're like, uh, can we speak to the master of the house? And because he looks like a servant. Yeah. Because of the color of his skin and yeah, uh, well, and well, the it's fur Lon- on his hooves. <laughs> and it's London, and he's like, I am the master of the house. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It's it's really cool. The trailer got me even more hyped. And I can I tell you what, I would love to be in Orlando Bloom's shoes at the end of that teaser because Cara Delevingne jumped on him and I was like, whoo, she is hot. <laughs> she is definitely, uh, she's up there. Um, speaking of things that are, yep, the boys. 
was a good segue. So Kat has not seen this at all yet. No. No. Okay, so um, it's going to be spoiler-free because I still am not all the way through it yet. I think you might have finished it, right? No, I'm only five episodes through. I don't okay. even know how many episodes there are. I think there's only eight, and I'm okay. on the fourth one, so I'm right behind you. Yeah, all right. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out is, first of all, the show is amazing. I got hooked into it real quick. I just need to finish it. Um, it does not start off slow, though. This is a brutal show that in the first ten minutes, you're like, this is where we're going. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, at first, I thought it was like, ha, 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 funny. And I was like, that, whoa, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So uh, a brief recap. This is a world where the world sees effectively the Justice League. There's the Flash. There's Superman. There's Wonder Woman. There's Aquaman. But take it and then make it a real world. And in a real world, these people want to get paid. And so there's a, a company... That we we don't know the owner yet. They mentioned him once. They have mentioned the owner. Uh, um, I, well, I don't want to say it. I assume they, he's more powerful than any of the rest. Yeah. Uh, the company's name is Vought. Yeah. So the Vought Corporation, and it's basically these superheroes want to get paid, so they work for this corporation. And they're the seven. This is, there's lots of heroes, but this is the seven, which is effectively the Justice League. Yeah. And they um, they control the media pretty well. And if anybody finds out that they are normal people, basically violent scumbags who have been like, yep. like basically like big kids who think because they're invulnerable and, you know, impossible to kill, whatever, they can do whatever they want. And because of that, they, when the cameras aren't looking, they murder people and they rape people and they do whatever. But I do want to call out because some, some of our people on social media were like, well, I get triggered do I need to worry about getting triggered? And this is the way I describe it. They, um, they get right as close to the edge as possible, and then they switch camera angles generally. The only thing they show a lot of is gore. Yeah, there is Lots a of lot gore. of gore. There's a lot of gore. Um, and, I mean, brute, like organs and stuff like that. Yes. It, is, it is pretty brutal. But if you get triggered by the other stuff that they're referring to, they like I haven't seen a rape scene. I've seen insinuated rape. Insi- but, yeah, but not a, not itself. Well, they've ins- they've seen insinuated. Um, I don't know, like what a power dynamic tricking somebody into having sex with you thing yeah. is. That's not rape. It's uh, it's equally horrible, but yes. it's something else. Blackmail. Bla- I guess blackmail. Yeah. Um, obviously, a reference to the Me Too Me Too yeah. movement. Um, but how she handles it immediately after was awesome. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> yep. it was great. So if you want to see that female empowerment, like um, putting the guy in his place, that was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, they don't, again, they don't show any of the actual deeds that, that might like scar your brain or something. Yeah. But the gore, I don't care about gore at all. No, I can just watch. I like it. Cool. I think it's cool. Uh, the one yeah. thing I liked about the show that we haven't touched on yet is, the the seven of the most powerful beings in the world supposedly that we know that so we, far. that we know of yeah and there's a another like psychoanalytic thing that they do where these are the most powerful beings that we know of and yet they're still being told what to do by people and it seems like homelander through the series starts getting like i'm fucking superman like why yeah. are you <laughs> telling me what the fuck to do and it starts getting more and more in that seesaw of like... He, he is pushing the boundaries. <laughs> yeah. he, he is like, hey, 
because they have like rules. They're not allowed to enforce the crimes they care about. They have to enforce the crimes that the corporation has yep. has researched. Because what if? Because they they murder criminals <laughs> left and right. But what if they murdered someone on camera that wasn't a criminal? Yeah. Because you know I don't know whatever. So they have to do all this research. They don't ever want their seven to be caught doing something um, that wouldn't look good for the camera. And they the the levels they're willing to do to cover up their crimes is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, they they have some some nudity, some sex, but it's really not about that. It's not like a True Blood. It's not like a you know. There's not. There's almost nothing. That is, uh, I don't know what you call it when you just have, like Game of Thrones had like some yeah. good sex scenes and you're like, oh, I, I enjoyed seeing that. No, there's nothing enjoyable about any of the things they show yeah. in the show, except except the actual comic book characters. Anyway, it's about these humans who are, are like, they are going around trying to take down these corrupt superheroes. But the, their big issue is they don't have superpowers. Yeah, they're, they're just, just humans. humans. Yeah. And uh, that's where Carl Urban comes in, and that is a sexy beast right there. He, Carl Urban is a good-looking man. He, I don't know where he's from. He's not Australian, but he's, he definitely pulls off in Australia very well in the show. It's great. Because um, yeah. when he was doing like teaser trailers and stuff like that before, he didn't have the accent at all. He, he's good. He's really, he's really, really good. good. Um, so, also, plenty, plenty of eye candy for Cat. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. want to throw back you know, Bones in Star Trek. He was amazing. Cool. Oh, he was. He was Bones in Star Trek. He was Bones in Star Trek from the new Star Trek, not the ninety-four-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was a. I mean, that was a great actor, and he passed. I'm sorry, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I have. I went to go see Lion King last weekend, and I think this is the second one of the. That we always talk about the Disney live actions and if they're good or not. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast was the other one I saw. And Beauty and the Beast was okay. All right. And that's how I describe it. It was yeah. okay. I am probably the odd man out here in The Lion King, but I fucking loved it. It was great. I almost prefer it more than the animated cartoon. Almost. I think it's fair. Like, what do you want out of out of the movie? I, I understand the people who didn't like it were like, there was so many things in the movie that were great. And I didn't like the movie. Yeah. And that's like me watching Venom. Like we left Venom and it was like, that was an entertaining movie and I didn't like it. Yep. <laughs> so I... That was the best movie I never want to see again. <laughs> exactly. Um, what, and it's, it, you have to be of two minds in this. I think this is why I liked it so much. It's, you have to take it for what it is. It's, it's just, it's a new movie and it's a movie that you, you, you know, but you can't compare it to The Lion King, even though it is basically a frame-for-frame frame recreation of The Lion King. That's my disagreement, is because it's a frame-for-frame for, for frame recreation, and the fact that they chose certain songs not to include means it's like, well, it failed. That's what, the, that's what people say. Like They said, like, well, my favorite song wasn't in there, and it was a frame-for-frame frame recreation, so it failed. I don't... I think... If I think back, I think all the songs were in there. No, they're not. The, the problem was they were changed. That's like the same thing. Yeah, it is, it is the same thing. Be Prepared was not sang by Jeremy Irons this time. It was sang by whoever did Scar well, Voice. No, Scar's that's voice fine. Now. Well, that's fine. Um, they vastly changed how... They vastly changed Hakuna Matata. They vastly changed Circle of Life. They vastly... Like all these songs that yeah. you are singing in your head as you're hearing it, they're not the same. And so it's I'm, throwing you I'm off. I'm fairly sure there's at least one song outright missing and there, one there song that has different words. Yeah. 
No, there's three songs that at least three songs that have different words. Yeah, and so that's it's one thing to have different singers sing it, and that's like, well, okay, they sing it better or worse. Maybe maybe they're all singing worse. That's fine. It's at least it's like the new singers, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. But Kat and I chose to do basically do anything else except see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't see that movie. I don't know. Did you guys plan on seeing it? On Netflix, or yep. I guess Disney, Cause Disney I, Plus. I would like to Disney point out Plus. a specific scene that is not crucial. Well, obviously, it's not crucial to Lion King because you've seen it. But it was an addition that they added in. That yeah, like I don't want to spoil yeah. Disney King uh, Lion this King. This part was action. It, this part. But is hey, a, let me tell you about my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, but we've all seen yeah, the Lion King. Is, it's a right? frame for frame free. This creation. one is a new five seconds. Five, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think like five second scene that they added okay. in, and it is probably the funniest thing I've seen Disney ever do. And so, you know, the scene where Timon and Pumbaa, spoilers, if you guys do care. So skip ahead, probably a minute. Do uh, you remember the scene where Timon and Pumbaa are running the distraction on the hyenas so Simba can go up to Scar and go fight him? Yeah. So <laughs> Timon is standing on Pumbaa and he's getting the hyenas' attention and they walk out together and Timon goes, Bonjour, mademoiselle, messieurs. And it's literally <laughs> the first line of Be Our Guest. From Beauty and the Beast. He says the entire first line. Like he's getting ready to sing Be Our Guest. Yeah. But at the very last second, instead of him singing it, he screams and they run away. <laughs> but it was like, it was just one of those things where like, did they really just... That's kind of fun. <laughs> it was great. I, I still say that I wish that they had decided to do a re-envisioning of it. So they might have the same um, arcs, you know, the same three chapter arc, four, you know, four chapter arc, whatever. But... Um, I would like to see new songs. Yeah, and I've seen that the biggest problem people have with this. A, a lot of the uh, the commentary is it's so realistic that it loses the magic that the cartoon had. Yeah, it is so realistic. Like, I, and I've said it every single time we've talked about Lion King. P- uh, Pumbaa is terrifying to look at. He is an actual <laughs> warthog, and he, with tusks and everything. And just looking at him, if you didn't put Seth Rogen's voice with it, because Seth Rogen is hilarious. That warthog would be terrifying to look at. But then you hear Seth Rogen's, you know, laugh. And, uh, 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 and just, okay. No, it's, it's Pumbaa. Okay, we're good. Uh, but I would suggest, the only thing I would say is go see it and judge for yourself. Because this is a very, very divisive movie. You're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. Go see it so you can make your choice. I think that's what you got to do. That's fair. Um, this next bullet, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. It's a secret link. It's a clip that we put in here. It's a cool clip. It's one of my favorite clips from any game. I'll just leave it at that. It, it, it is an amazingly rendered video clip yep. that, um, that I think it's amazing. So this is a new thing. We're obviously inspired by a certain person. We love him. <laughs> Philip DeFranco. <coughs> oh, sorry. And, uh, cold. Yeah, so we're going to be including this. <laughs> just amazingly cool things. Uh, that Yeah, it's just in there. So, um, Kat, do you know who Mike Judge is? <laughs> You don't? Okay. Well, he's famous for Beavis and Butthead. But actually, he's probably more famous for King of the Hill. He's done both. He created both of them. Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) But in what seems like a really weird turn of events, he's going to make another Beavis and Butthead movie. I don't know how. <laughs> I had forgotten he had made one at all. <gasps> you Beavis. forgot that they went to the damn damn? We live in Vegas. I, I, I never the, actually saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know that. 
It's one of the lines. He's like, is this damn like a goddamn? Like a- <laughs> we're going to the dam. So we're, we're in Las Vegas. It's right next to Hoover Dam, dam yeah. uh, for those who don't know. Uh, but yeah, he says he wants to. I mean, he pretty much confirmed it. He hasn't said, yes, I'm going to do it. But he pretty much was like, it's going to come one way or another. I'm, I'm going to make it. So there's another Beavis and Butthead movie probably It's coming. like executive producer, Mike Judge. Writer, Mike Judge. <laughs> Only person who says this movie needs to happen, Mike, Mike Judge. Judge. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, I'm I'm sure there's some people at the right age where they grew up with Beavis and Butthead, and they're like super excited. So I don't know why they're them. doing. I mean, well, it's Mike Judge doing whatever he wants to with his own property, which is fair. But yeah. I would rather see a Daria movie first before I a Beavis Daria. and Butthead movie. <laughs> yeah, but how could they do it? I just, I just don't know how you can make you a movie. You just do an hour and a half of the theme song, and you're good. You know, la 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 la. <laughs> do an you eight. just get a goth girl that just makes fun of everybody and yeah. has a, a live action Daria, maybe. That's yeah, that's what. You're yeah, like. yeah. Zendaya like, could be a good one. I hate everyone. Why are you looking at me? Zendaya would be you a good suck. one. I think Zendaya would be really good at Daria. You just, you just hit on magic. <laughs> um. Okay, so I probably said Darkest Dungeon a hundred times in the last week. But it's funny because when I'm talking about Darkest Dungeon, I am talking about Darkest Dungeon, but in reference to another thing. So if you guys like the game Darkest Dungeon, there is another game that is coming out of Alpha right now, and it's freaking amazing, and it is the polar opposite version of Darkest Dungeon, clearly inspired by Darkest Dungeon. It's called Aratus Lord of the Dead. Uh, in Darkest Dungeon, you play as miners who are going further and further down into the mine and killing undead monsters to try and bring up their treasure. In Erratus, Lord of the Dead, you're doing the exact opposite. You are the undead monsters trying to kill humans to come back up to the surface. And it, it's just so good. Like, if Yeah, I mean, I, I love Darkest Dungeon. Um, I don't know. I mean, a big part of my, my enjoyment of Darkest Dungeon is building up the town and the you know watching your heroes go through their like misery and and like trying to like recover from from the psychoses that they get going down the dungeon so i just wonder if it takes away some of that when so it a little bit it does take away from the psychoses because you being the lord of the dead a necromancer if one of your guys dies you just make another one sure yeah so the psychoses isn't really that important but the city aspect you do build up your your Crypt, basically. But do, your, but your, do your people have personalities? Uh, ish. Ish, yeah. Uh, it still looks cool. It definitely looks like something that, uh, like, I am so tempted after this podcast just to buy it and play it for a little while. But I'll probably resist because I have so many games right now. Yeah. Speaking of games, I was very, very late to the party in this one. But because PlayStation is still doing their flash sale right now. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, I believe they're still doing it for the next couple of days. Uh, Dead Cells was on sale. And I decided to give it a try. And I am pissed that I did not pick this game up a year ago because this game is amazing. And I'm going to say two words that I know Rich hates, but it is a roguelike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my type of game. That's just how I am. Yeah. But it is basically a roguelike uh, Metroidvania, if you guys haven't heard that. Yep. It's, uh, Metroidvania is a sub-genre now that we have. It is basically a game inspired by Metroid and Castlevania. Um, it's a Metroidvania where it's a side-scrolling platformer where you have to get keys and unlock things to move further and further. And into you, the usually levels. you get abilities with, yep. With... You get abilities and this one, you get abilities, weapons, yeah. and those can all be upgraded and you can get artifacts later that actually 
work is like the metroidvania system of um there is a, a platform here that has a symbol on it if i down smash that i will be able to break it but only when i have the artifact that lets me do it okay so this artifact literally gives you the way to progress further into the game yeah and then when you hit the stopping point at that point you find another relic that changes your gameplay but also progresses you further into the game and there's like 112 or 120 relics there's so many relics in this game Mm -hmm. it's nuts but it is so fun and you just play like you're basically a mass of cells that if you die you just come back to life and that's how they make it a roguelike yeah you just come back to life and they know that like in the game they know that that's what happens and they always hint at it they're like well you'll just come back again later it's fine and or like there'll be a pile of bodies and the guy will be like hey that looks like oh that's me all the times I've died, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, it's funny that they hinted at it. But if you haven't played Dead Cells, do it. It's amazing. All right, this one I know you know, Cat. Have you seen Lucifer? Ah, oh, my eye candy. <laughs> I Carl, think it's the accent as well. Carl Ur- Urban and Lucifer. <laughs> there we go. Um, Lucifer's supposed to be done. They're supposed to be doing their final season, and that's not changing. They're still doing okay, their final oh, season so wait, on Netflix. Lucifer was canceled. Yeah. And Netflix picked it back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they made another season. And that season is supposed to be the series end. Okay. Which but, is good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, Ken? Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, they weren't quite done with it yet. <laughs> Netflix said, we aren't done completely. They yeah. slated six more episodes to finish out the series. I'm excited. I love Maze and I love Lucifer. So if you're if you are a Lucifer fan, you're getting more. You're getting six more episodes, and it's just I feel like it's just so they can close out the show. So, uh, I I mean good because I'm I I stopped enjoying Lucifer in is it the third season where it was canceled? I believe so because I think season four is where Netflix picked okay. it up. So I stopped enjoying it in season three because. Lucifer stopped acting like Lucifer. He started acting a little bit more kind of mopey and crybaby-ish. And then by the last episode, I was like, wait, I want more. I want more. This is ridiculous. But I totally respected Fox for saying, you know what? People have stopped watching because he was getting kind of mopey. And nobody wants to watch a mopey devil. But then season four, and I really enjoyed season four. So this is good, but I do have a complaint about these shows like Lucifer and like Supernatural. I know you don't watch Supernatural. I've seen a little bit of it. I know enough of it. So here's the thing about these shows, and I'm very curious about like Kat's perspective on this, but Supernatural, the first four to six seasons, there was two hot guys, and I'm not arguing that they're not hot. Yeah. Plenty of eye candy there for, for the ladies. But there used to be plenty of eye candy for the guys too. Because they were constantly flirting with hot ladies. Yep. And then now, by the 14th season, 15th season, there is virtually no hot women in the entire show. They're not flirting with anybody. They're not, ever. And like, oh, Dean's except- supposed to be like the bad boy. And he's like, hey, there's this now- bartender's kind of hot. Let me take her home. But he no. doesn't sleep with anybody. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. But from what I understand, Misha Collins is in the show. And Misha Collins, regardless, flirts with everybody, anyways. Who? Because that's who he is. Misha Collins is. He's um, the angel. Yeah. He's Cassiel. Cassiel. From what I understood, like I said, I know a little he bit. He does of, not flirt with everybody. Okay. Every, uh, women flirt with him because he's cutely dumb. 
At night, Naive, I don't know. He's yeah. like, you know, he's kind of handsome. Maybe not as handsome he's as the big. awkward one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the same thing with Lucifer. By season four, there was v- relatively few numbers of hot, near naked women. And I no longer think Chloe's hot. For some reason, I just like, Chloe is like, I don't know, like any of the girls that we hang out with regularly that I'm just like. Chloe's yep. still pretty, but she's not as hot as she was she's not before. sexy. I'm also yeah. probably weird yeah. because I know Felicia Day had a few episodes in this one, and I think Felicia Day is hot. I love Felicia Day. <laughs> I don't know if people actually think she's hot or if she's just her personality is attractive, but yeah. I think she's a, she's hot. I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit of bait and switch where I get invested in the characters, <laughs> and then suddenly they're like, "Yep, yeah, no, we're gonna keep the hot guys for the women, but yeah, we're just we're not gonna pay for the the sexy girls anymore yeah. because, because maybe they cost more. They probably do cost. They probably more. do cost. They more. Probably do cost more. Speaking of sexy women, uh, Rachel Weiss mentioned something about having a role in the Black Widow movie, which I think we knew. Um, but she didn't say what her role was. And when asked about if she is Taskmaster, she kind of didn't answer the question. She said, like, yes and no. Um, but they did ask, is Taskmaster a big role in this movie? And she very loudly said, yes, uh, Taskmaster does mm. play a major role in this movie. But again, with her dodging the question of her being in, I'm just thinking that this is a possibility, very slim, but I think it's a possibility Rachel Weiss might be Lady Taskmaster. I I think that's an interesting switch. Um, Kat, do you know who Taskmaster is? No. Okay, Taskmaster is a guy. He's a human, so no, no serum, nothing like that. He's a human who has the eidetic ability to watch any move that anybody else makes and then reproduce it perfectly to the limit a human can. So if he sees um, the Iron Fist do something, he can do it. Nice. If he sees Daredevil do something, he can do it. Okay. Um he cannot lift a car because he sees Captain America lift a car, but he can do a leap off the side of a wall and then do a somersault and then throw a shield. So uh, typically you see him carrying a bunch of different weapons that other heroes use. Mm-hmm. And he also carries a shield like Captain America and a cape and a hood and a skull mask. That's like his iconic look. And what I think about it is interesting. So th- this guy... He's a mercenary who does not commit crimes, but he trains people that are the mooks that work for villains. Hmm. So, uh, so it's very interesting because it's hard to persecute him. Because he didn't do anything wrong. He just trained. He just trained people. I'd also like to point out in the Marvel Spider-Man video game, he is a pain in the ass to fight because he picks up all of Spider-Man's moves and you're like, oh, well, I've played the entire game this way of where I'll web somebody up and yeah. punch them. And he does it right back to you. And you're like, he webs you up. Too? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, if because it's just technology, right? Spider-Man's webbing is just technology. So if he can get a hold of it, why not? It, and it, it was one of the harder boss battles in that game. Yeah. he. It's interesting. You know, I, I actually, um, I do have a problem when they switch characters to other types of characters, women, other ethnicities. I don't actually care that much about ethnicities. I do care about cultures. 
Yeah, yeah. Because like Peter Parker is a Jewish kid who um, is the kid who gets beaten up in high school until he gets powers. Yep. Right? And it's, so, he's from the Bronx. You need to make he's sure. From that the he's from the Bronx. From the Bronx. Definitely from the Bronx. Right? So I love Miles because Miles is not Peter. Yeah. I, I would have a, a problem if Spider-Verse had been like, well, here is the story about Peter Parker, a young half black, half Puerto Rican black kid um, who is in, you know, I don't know, Brooklyn or whatever. I'd be like, wait, why is he Peter Parker? Make him somebody else, not Peter Parker. Peter Parker is a person with a background yep. and, and personality traits. And we know what those traits are. And I always have problems when they switch the traits. You can put anybody in the costume. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if, it's, if it's a Jamaican kid, make it a new person and, and make him like have this background that's cool and he's from Jamaica. That's fine. With the, the Taskmaster, I actually don't know what his personality is. So I'm fine with him yeah. being a woman. Like I'm like, you know what? I don't think they've done a good enough job tell, like defining what his personality is. So by all means, have it be whoever. I, I think it's funny too, going back to Spider-Verse for a second, you brought that up because um, you do have two Peters that are supposedly quote unquote exactly the same. Yeah. You have Peter Parker and Peter B. Parker, <laughs> but they are vastly different. They sure. are. Yeah. They're the same person, but they're vastly different. Yeah. And it's just go show. It just shows that if you work on your story correctly, yes, you can make the same person different. But you just need this story. Yeah. I, I just I value the story more than anything. Yep. Um, and I I don't mind like uh, Rachel Wise, who I actually I love Rachel Wise, and making her Taskmaster sounds super awesome. Um, hopefully again, I hope that she's a different personality, a different person. Don't like if it was um, John Smith, don't make her Joanna Smith. Yeah, that, that's dis- disrespectful to the character. Just make her somebody else that puts on the suit. Yeah, I would definitely agree that I, I can have any I could have any gender or any ethnicity in the role as long as it fits the story. But yeah. if you start changing cultures out, then you get stuff like Aladdin that turned into Shazam, and we saw what happened with Shaz- not not Shazam the Marvel <laughs> show, but Shazam the Shack is a genie show. Yeah, and, or that was it Kazam? Was Kazam or Shazam? I forget I don't what even it was. Know what you're talking about? It, yeah. it, Shaq was a genie, and it was fucking weird. That sounds weird. I don't know if it was Kazam or Shazam. I think it might have been Kazam. I think it's probably Kazam. Mm. Either way, it was supposed to be like a different take on Aladdin, and it fucking was weird. It it was. His first wish was to, he wished for it to be like cloudy with a chance of meatballs to where it rained fast food. That was his first wish. This movie was weird, so... And it seems like any movie that Shaq is in, it's just weird because he also did Steel, and Steel was fucking also really weird. He was a superhero with a hammer, but not Thor. You got to give Shaquille props though, because he's a geek. He is. He actually Shaq is. is. If you're gonna look up to anybody, Shaq is the one to look up to. Yeah. What people don't literally. It, <laughs> literally. <laughs> What's funny is what people don't know about a lot of people don't know about Shaq is he has a doctorate. He is Doctor O'Neill. Yeah. He has a doctorate in business. He owns his own business out here in Vegas called Big Chicken, which is the best fucking chicken Mm, place in the world. He is also a DJ and parties like there's no tomorrow when he's doing his DJ. I've seen him go out into a mosh pit and pick kids up and just start dancing. It's fucking (laughs) hilarious. With him being seven foot tall, it's easy for him to just pick somebody up and it's just funny. He's he's like a black Wreck-It Ralph. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just funny. But yeah, Shaq's awesome. He's uh, a big, awkward geek, and I love him for it. I just, yeah, I, I will Can you imagine trying to play D&D with like Shaq and Vin Diesel? Because I know Vin Diesel plays D&D. Yeah, I know he does. Yeah. And I don't know, a couple, it would just be awesome. I bet Shaq would. I totally what think Shaq Terry would. What about Terry Crews? He's starting to do video games and stuff. Yeah. I totally think Shaq would play a dwarf, too. He's like, I've been tall my entire life. I need to be short now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So in a sentence I never thought I'd ever say in my life, John Travolta is in a movie called Fanatic, directed by Fred fucking Durst oh, from man. Limp Biscuit. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> And the plot is even better. So the tagline for Fanatic was, it says, all I wanted was an autograph. And it shows John Travolta being like, you know, the Dido song that played for uh, Stan. That's the the song Stan in Mm Eminem. It's basically a movie of that. The fan that went too far. And John Travolta plays a creepy ass like old guy fan who went way too far. I only just now, like just like two days ago, learned... The definition of a stan in stan culture. Have you heard about this? Yeah. I have. Of course, of course you have. <laughs> um, so, Kat, am, do you know what stan no. culture is? Meme lord. Meme lord. So, stan culture. You want to define stan culture? You're probably going to be better off at it. So, stan <laughs> culture is this intimate social media relationship that uh-huh. people can have with celebrities where you can like talk and know everything about these people in a very intimate personal way where, you know, you might Twitter somebody and they might reply to you. And that's something that throughout history has like never happened. And so suddenly you might like, um, for a little while I was communicating on Twitter with, um, the actor who plays data on star Trek. Brent Spiner. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk on Twitter. <laughs> um, but why yeah. do I know this shit? Why do I just know names? You, you Who know knows names? Brent Spiner? I don't know names. So I'm I really bad about that. No names. Um, but yeah, so that's like the stand culture is this um, really, but it's but it's extreme. So then you start following all their social media, and you know where they are, what they do, um, what they like to eat. Everything because they've posted pictures like, oh, this is, you know, I'm always posting pictures of donuts. Okay, you know, they like donuts, whatever. And they call it the Stan culture because it's a reference to Eminem's Stan, mm-hmm. you know, where he he keeps sending messages out. In, in their case, letters because it was before social media. Right. But he keeps sending messages out and they don't get responded to. You don't even get a like. Can't oh, even share yeah. a like, Brent Spiner. Well, no, Marshall uh, Mathers was busy. He did read the letters later on in the song, but the guy was just crazy. <laughs> yeah, the guy's already dead yeah. by then. Didn't um, have the patience. I'd so, like to point out that I've seen a version of this happen because uh, my girlfriend's birthday was just a couple days ago, and on a whim, I messaged on Twitter her favorite voice actress of all time. Yeah, I was like, I just wonder if she'll say anything. Yeah, and she responded and said, "Happy birthday!" Stan culture, you're, you're and part of the problem. Bobby just started crying. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she said happy birthday. That is, I mean, it's amazing. But it's, she didn't like start following our social media and stuff like that. She was just happy she said happy <laughs> no, birthday. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very reasonable. And there's all kinds of different levels of celebrities. And it's funny because this goes back to our earlier news bulletin. Yeah. Stan culture is very much what the boys is also about. Like the boys is definitely yeah. about, yeah. you know, fans going too far and stuff like that too. 
Watch the boys. I just, I'm just saying. Um, so but good. Yeah. Phonetic looks like it's just going to be a, a weird movie. But you know I, what? Because I'm sorry. Wait, wait. It sounds like you keep saying phonetic instead of phonetic. Phonetic. Yeah. phonetic. yeah. Just in case anybody at home. Yeah. Um, but because of the way Fred Durst works, you know what? I bet you it'll be oddly entertaining. Because you're John like, Travolta's entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's, and, you know? and, you know, you're like, I just have to go see it now because Limp Biscuit made this fucking movie. <laughs> what is it about bands <laughs> releasing stuff? I don't really? know. Like, <laughs> um, this one probably doesn't require a lot of talking, but if you're into Pokemon Master, which is a new game coming out. Um, like how James is. Yeah, I am. Uh, the pre-registration just went up for Pokemon Master. So if you have Android or iOS, you can pre-register now. And when it's ready, you can get the game. We just watched Pokemon Pet Detective. It was so Pikachu cute. Pikachu Pet Detective. <laughs> so um, my my best friend, I watched it with her and I watched it with Fabi. Yeah. Um, we both, we all of us lo- love the movie. Yeah. But the only issue is, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, hopefully you have by now. Danny could not stand Ryan Reynolds being the dad at the end. She's like, that threw me way the fuck off. <laughs> I, I didn't know how it could go any other way, but I was kind of unhappy with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird. Maybe it's just because we've always seen Ryan Reynolds as the, you know, like American Pie, Van City Reynolds, pretty boy. You can't imagine him being old. Yeah. And him having a kid would make him old. I don't know. I, I have a thing for silver foxes, so... <laughs> That's that's that, and he makes me laugh. So he was. I was okay with it. And I like how they they, they did the movie. And I liked uh, in in Pokemon. I like the very. Su- I don't know if you how much you know about it, but the very subtle nod that this world is connected to the original Pokemon world, because in the very first Pokemon movie, it was about Mewtwo escaping from his jail cell, and almost obliterating all life on Earth, but then changing his mind at the end. Mm. And and Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu. It was him saying he's from the Kanto region, which is yeah. the very first region. And him, you know, he mentions like, I almost did something bad or all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy shit. Like, they're connecting these movies. Even though one's live action and one's a cartoon, yeah. they still connected them. It's super cool that they This did is that. like a Pokemon golden age. Yes. Like, there's so much more Pokemon stuff than also, there's ever been. Also, would like to point out, Sonic, awful. Cats, awful. But Pokemon did really good on their CGI. So I'm so on board for Cats. <laughs> I want to watch Cats. Cats looks so fucking weird. It's going to be weird, know. but I like I'm Broadway things. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I have been waiting 10 years to finally say this, but the Zombieland sequel trailer is out. And we just watched the trailer again today. And we did. Oh, my God. I have cannot you seen wait. the trailer? No. Oh my we'll, gosh. We'll you guys do things without me all the time. <laughs> no, if if we have you on another episode, we'll we'll wait for you to yeah. to do the, the Oh, this, this was kind of last minute. It's yeah, it like, was. oh, 2 hours ago. Hey. It's like here, by the way, pizza in your face and like you're on the mic. That's yeah. that's how you bribed her. Exactly. You were like, here's some pizza. Now you're on the podcast. Yeah. What how, how did I get here? Well, it was like, here's hold, some pizza hold and now pizza I'm naked. Like I know you're hungry. <laughs> Do you, you know, like, we need you on the podcast and then, like, pull the pizza away? Like, <gasps> that's so, so mean. If you don't know, Kat is also a meme queen, just like uh, I'm a meme lord. Yes. And she just shared one recently that was like, funny guys are dangerous because at first you're laughing and then all of a sudden you're naked. <laughs> 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 yep. But yes, uh, the Zombieland trailer looks amazing. The only little thing that I think people might have an issue with is it's um, the younger girl is not the same actress. But it's not a big deal, I don't think. She looks similar. I don't remember. 
Um, I, I don't think it was the same actress. Maybe it was. I have to go back and look. I don't think it was, though. I think it was Chloe Grace Moritz, I thought, was in the first one. I don't remember, though. Regardless, this movie looks hilarious. And the final scene of this teaser trailer was... <laughs> it was so good. There's a guy... Um, oh, oh it's name. so good. It's so good. I forgot what his name was, but he jumps out of the truck... And Woody Harrelson looks at him, and they both say to each other, "I don't like you, at so, all." And they like they copy each other. So Woody Harrelson wears so many weird outfits. He's a, he's an Elvis. He's a, what else was he dressed as? I think he was like Santa Claus. Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah, he just keeps changing his outfits. Like so that's his. So he's like shtick. the cosplayer. Yeah, and so then this other guy in a ridiculous, even larger vehicle comes out and he's like dressed like Crocodile Dundee or something. And they're like, what? There's two? And they, and they say the same line at Marrying each, each other, other. Yeah. The exact same time. And Emma Stone's character, I forgot what it was, in the, uh, what her name was in the, in the movie, but she was like, are you guys, see, is this weird to you? But then a kid jumps out of the uh, the back of the truck and is exactly like the, the main same actor. Same actor, same demeanor, even uses the same thing. He's like being apologetic and being like, sorry, we, you know. And they're like, Emma Stone's just like, what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an exact mirror of the group that they're currently in. It's so funny. What I thought was weird was there was almost no zombies. There was one scene with zombies yeah. <laughs> and the entire rest was them just being goofy. Yeah, they were like chilling in the white house and he was like, I could have been president because <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it's funny. Um, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm shaking my hands with excitement right now. Um, Riddick isn't done yet. Apparently the Chronicles of Riddick is still being chronicled. Yeah. Because <laughs> the script for <laughs> the script for Riddick Four just came out. It's called uh, Riddick Four Furia, and they just finished the script. Which means, and Vin Diesel was the one that huddled up and said, "It's coming, baby." So, yeah, it's coming, baby. <laughs> I'm excited. I have loved all the Chronicles of Riddick movies, even the animated movie. Oh, so good. I don't think I've seen the animated movie. Oh, so I have not seen it either. But I, I just did. like the Chronicles of Riddick. I did like the chronicle. The, uh, the whole idea behind the concept and everything too, like him being blind, kind of ish, but not. I don't like you know the the eye thing. Well, his eyes are uh, silvered, yeah, so that they catch more light, like a cat, so that uh, because he was in the mines, and yep. so that gave him an advantage to escape from he's, the prison. He's planet. got the Riddick tingle. <laughs> 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 you do you know what? I just figured it out. What Vin Diesel would do if he was playing D anD D? He'd be a Riddick. He'd make his character exactly like Riddick. Like, I already know how to play this guy. I've played him before. All right. Um, there is a perfect role for Dave Bautista, and he has been petitioning to get this role for this movie and hasn't been, well, turned down, but hasn't been accepted yet either. But I just wanted everybody to know Dave Bautista is trying his hardest to be in the Gears of War movie because they are making the Gears of War movie. And I cannot even tell you how close of a spitting image his face looks like to the main character of Gears of War. It is uncanny. And I don't know if they did it on purpose because, you know, they would, when they made Gears of War one years ago, I'm yeah. pretty sure they weren't like, this wrestler guy <laughs> is going to be our, you know, our main character. But he is trying and he is petitioning and he wants to be the main character for Gears of War. And he looks so spot on that if they don't cast him, I would honestly be surprised. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft uh, has been so very hesitant to turn any of their properties into movies. 
Well, can you blame them? Because any other video game that has become a movie has yeah. been awful. I don't really understand because there's some great movies and they just have flopped. I What I don't get is the story is there for all of these video games. Yeah. Just use it. They always yeah. stray from the source material and they end up messing it up. I just, I, you know, I just really feel it's the same thing that happened with DC you get some really great cinematographers who absolutely have, and there's a grasshopper in the house, so that makes me unhappy. <laughs> um, this is Vegas. This is the grasshopper apocalypse. Oh, yeah, we were being, <laughs> there is a plague outside right now. I wish I was uh, joking, but there is an actual plague. Yeah, it's a migratory of, uh, swarm, like, like so, biblical swarm. Yeah, so big it can be seen on weather radar right now. Yeah. Weather radar is picking up. A grasshoppers. That's okay. crazy. Sorry, guys. They just Grass needed reinforcements for yeah. Area 51. <laughs> they just wanted to be in Gears of War because Gears yeah. of War is effectively like an insect it swarm. It's a bug movie, yeah. yeah. It's a bug movie, yeah. Um, yeah, but they don't have respect for the games. They probably haven't played through the game. They should yeah. have got on YouTube and watched the actual, like, like just the cinema, cinematics. Just even like a five or ten minute clip of some jackass on YouTube being like, this is what Gears of War is about. And then being like, oh, okay, well, I got it now. I know what it's about. Yeah. But no respect. Same thing that DC has no respect for the source material, or they didn't. And yeah, so, I mean, I, I hope he gets it. That'd be yeah. cool. It'd be awesome. Um, so we kind of, I wouldn't say me and you argued, Rich, about this one, but we're still up in some confusion about this one. But there's a board game called No yeah. with a lowercase k. I just wanted to point that out because that's the logo. In uppercase N-O-W. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be now, Problem number no, one. now, no. Um, it's a board game that boasts it will always be up to date. It's a trivia game. So their thing is, when you play a trivia game, you know, like Trivial Pursuit 1, the first edition of it, it's a trivia game, but it's trivia from 20 years ago. Who cares? It's not trivia from now. So they're boasting that it will always be up to date because of the system that they have in place. And it's... And, I mean, it works, but it's a weird system. Uh, so uh, this is an example question. So you pull a card, and the question says, what is the temperature in Barcelona? So then you all write a number. And apparently, pro probably, it's either every, literally everybody guesses, or there's a judge, I don't know. But um, everybody writes a number, say 71 Celsius, 36 Celsius. I, I just 71 Celsius? We're going to be dying. They're dying right now. It's a it's a heat swarm. It's hot there. Seventy one Celsius, would be like two hundred degrees Fahrenheit. The or French something are like that. crying. They're they're crying. The the roads they're are crying. buckling. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally like mercury in Europe right now. Seventy one degrees Celsius. Um, I actually I think I saw in the like example diagram yeah. seventy one Celsius. So Seventy two Fahrenheit is what I saw. Oh okay, but right. I just thought it was being silly, whatever. But uh, yeah, so it. If if all the questions are like that, then you're basically just going to accept whatever the Google Assistant gives you back as an answer. And that's the key to how they're making this board game stay up to date. Yeah. All these questions are supposed to be pulled or answered or whatever somehow by Google yeah. Assistant. So I don't want to do it right now because I know she's listening to me. But I could ask my phone, yeah. what's the temperature in Barcelona? And it would tell me currently, which is I guess a cool concept, but... Trivia insinuates you know something about you know said topic. That just seems like a guesstimation on something. Well, you which could is... be like, you know, hey, Sirelina, 
I don't want to trigger my phone. Um, <laughs> it still did anyways. It. it did it anyways. Um, oh, but I have it in airport, airport mode because I'm a professional. So, um, yeah, you, so you could ask her or ask, really you could, or Cortana or Google Assistant, whatever. So you could ask Google, um, what is the capital of Turkey? Right? And that, I mean, things might change. Yeah. Turkey might have a new capital when you're playing uh, this you game know, 20 years from now. Istanbul was Constantinople. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, some of those things I'm might I'm singing change. the song now in my head because of that. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So you could, you could have interesting questions, but I think for the most part, the questions are going to be generic. Yeah. And there's already a game, like if they're going to do just stuff like what is the temperature or what is this? There's a game like that already called Guestimation that I actually like. I think it's fun. Yeah. But it's it's questions that no one would ever know the answer to because it's like, how many Bibles would there be in the United States and Europe? Exactly. And they have the exact number on the trivia question. And your purpose is, I think there's 94 million. And it's whoever gets closest to the actual answer wins. That's Guestimation. That's how you play that one. And that's what it feels like this is kind of towards. Yeah. I mean, this is a very interesting um foundation the foundation is hey you don't like trivia games because the older people get the better they get at trivia games yeah. so instead of trying to have a mixed group of playing young people and old people where the old people always win which is what happens if you play trivia pursuit yeah the older people tend to to dominate unless you play some some sort of niche like oh, Friends, Friends edition, yeah, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. Edition. yeah. Um, this basically nobody will really know these answers, so you'll all be guess you'll be guessing, yeah. And whoever guesses the best will get the points, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. It sounds generic. I don't like it. I, I still want to see what happens when they when everything comes out. I'll play I, it. I don't know if I'll. Well, I was gonna say I don't know if I'll buy it. Oh, it, then it won't be played. Yeah, it probably won't be played here. <laughs> I just want people to know that there is a board game out there that boasts that their trivia will stay up to date. And if anybody plays it, let us know. Because I believe it's out now, actually. I think I saw the website said it was out now. Okay. Click the link. I'm really curious about the next one. So tell me about this next one. Uh, I mean, what does it tell? Xbox and Switch are getting a very famous board game that was turned board game from video game. <laughs> so it's a video game to a board game to a video game again. Yeah, maybe. Um, Pandemic, very, very popular, famous game, uh, is coming to Switch and Xbox. So I have really enjoyed board game conversions into digital formats. Uh, Asmodee has converted a bunch of their games. Oh, yeah. And they're really solid games. If you have a large touchscreen interface like an iPad Pro, it is perfect. You can go to lunch somewhere. You can put it out on the table. You can play co-op, not co-op, but like pass, pass the screen kind of thing. Works great. I'm a little curious about t- Pandemic. I think Pandemic Legacy is what I would want to play in oh, a digital format. Well, I mean, we all just like Legacy games in general. But well, yeah, no, I agree. Because I could solo play it. Yeah. And then lose and lose and then maybe win. Well, but day. that in that case, we'll just play Plague Inc., which is, I mean... I love Plague Inc. Yeah, which is kind of the same. I mean... Yeah. Uh, it's cool, though. I, I want to see what the, this iteration looks like. I didn't see very much to it. I just know it's coming. I know. Uh, so uh, people at home might not know that I run a, a YouTube channel about board games. And one of the things I, I often get is people that don't have players. So those people might see a lot of stuff about Pandemic, and they're like, you know, I only play games with solo mode. 
Well, the good thing about board games is there's always other humans, multiplayer, and also there's always options for just solo, like AI. Yeah, computer so, players. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of people who maybe live in remote places and are excited to, to play this game. This game is a classic. You need to play this game. It's real, if you like board games. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's I like it. love this game, but I would also like to say fuck this game because it well, very rarely when we it. play Pandemic The Cure. Yeah. So the, this pandemic has been spun off into Cthulhu The Cure or Cthulhu Pandemic. It's been spun off into Pandemic Legacy, which is like a campaign edition where like London might get nuked. And there's Pandemic The Cure, which is a dice based game. We won for the first time in like eight games yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And that's only because the dice were very nice to us this time. No, we got better. We, we, got we did better. get better, but we, we'd, I mean, when you rolled the three, <laughs> like, what is it, the buffs or whatever they were? The, the use CDC the symbols? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, well, we got this now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pandemic's coming. Pay attention. Cool. This is an interesting thing. So if you guys are fans or not fans of Rotten Tomatoes, there could be an answer to it. Uh, there's a new app. I believe it's app based only. So, so wait, can you, can you talk a moment about why people are not fans of Rotten Tomatoes in sites like that right now? Uh, well, so a lot of Rotten Tomatoes has actually changed um, a big, uh, big way in how they do things. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it used to just be uh, you can put your review up, you get, you know, a 10 star, nine star, or whatever, and you put up, you write a review if you want yep. about why you liked, why you didn't like the movie. And because. I won't go into politics, but because some people are upset with casting choices, um, particularly... In Probably the, like Lady Taskmaster. Yeah. Particularly in the case of Captain Marvel is when this whole thing really ballooned and started. Uh, some people went to Rotten Tomatoes and gave Captain Marvel the worst rating they could possibly give it, even though Captain Marvel had yet to be released yeah. in theaters at all. So they called it review bombing. Yeah. In this... it. Uh... It hit ahead with Captain Marvel. It happened to Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yep. Um, it really, anytime women have any position of of respect, then they review bombed it. Yep. And it just got worse and worse. They, and they felt power. And the more they felt power, the more that I think that they were doing like scripts and stuff to like automate bad reviews. And, because there's no way that there was this many humans actually yeah. doing it. Like 11,000 like humans instantly. overnight were just like, oh, this movie sucks. Yeah. How? It's not even out yet. Yeah. Um, but so this new app called Curator could be the answer to Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm sure Rotten Tomatoes would not like to hear. But uh, this app is it's another movie review site. You put your review on it. And you say what you like or what you don't like to it. But there's a catch. Before you can review the movie, you have to take a quiz on the movie. To prove that you've seen the movie. Interesting. So it prevents, in a strange way, review bombing. I guess if you guess the answer correct, you could review bomb it. But it will definitely lessen the amount of people that are just going to try and destroy movies. Yeah. But I, I mean, would they be able to Google what happened in the movie? If you really want to be that petty about it, yeah, I guess you could. But... I, and, I mean, I guess if they're really determined to, yeah. to ruin it. Then. Yeah, it's okay for a few people to review Bomb because they always are. Yeah, there's always going to be somebody. Right? They're like, oh, well, I just don't like his, you know, his politics, and, whatever. I guess, I mean, we should clarify too, review bombing. Like, review bombing is just saying the movie is bad based on things that have nothing to do with the writing or the directing itself. Yeah. Like casting choices or, I don't know. 
I would well, say that me saying Mortal Engines was an awful movie was because Mortal Engines was a fucking awful movie. Yep. Not because, oh, you put the guy from uh, Umbrella Academy in it. Klaus was in it. And if you go back and you hear how much I tore this movie apart, and I kept saying I never saw the movie. It's just a dumb idea. It's just functionally a dumb idea. I never rated it. Yeah. Because I didn't see it. And I rated it a two out of ten. And I only gave it the one point because the graphics were awesome. Yeah. Everything else. Was, I'm talking about um, Mortal Engines and that one. But yeah. So Curator could be an interesting answer. It won't stop review bombs, but it should at least slow them down. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, ultimately, you really want like 50,000 people to review a movie and you want less than a couple thousand being review bombs. I think the only way to do a 100% pure way of confirming that you cannot do a review bomb on a movie is if you did an app like Curator, but instead of taking a quiz, you have to send in a picture of your ticket stub. Yeah, but what if... That would never happen, but I'm just saying that would be one of the only ways I think you can get a pure base on... Because then you still have to give the movie your money. <laughs> so you can't review bomb the movie. Like, I guess you could, but you made them. What were you going to say, Kat? I was going to say, well, so if you bought it online, then you'd have to send the QR code. Which then somebody else could just, you know, it's a barcode. <laughs> exactly. There's always loopholes. There, there is. There is always loopholes. Um, but yeah, this seems like I'm, I'm going to pay attention to this app and see what, what it's like. Because I um, I grew really into Smash Bomb because I liked that it was kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, but people would just you know oh I like but it didn't wasn't like, like Smash Bomb doesn't just let you rate movies it lets you rate books and podcasts yeah. and uh, films it, everything it's, I mean yeah it's supposed to be things um, that people enjoy just things people it's that's your rate pop culture yeah pop culture yeah. Um, and if you like to review Dorkside News on that one, you can because we were on there. Um, so up next, I don't think this will apply to either of you. I don't know if you've seen a silent voice cat. I'm pretty sure Rich has mm, not. I have not. It is an anime. That's why I'm guessing you haven't seen it. Just saying. I have not seen, I have not seen that anime. <laughs> um, silent voice was amazing. You're going to just, you're doing it on purpose now. <laughs> I know anime. You're, you're trying to correct me. I'm still going to say anime. That's fine. Say it wrong. Uh, I don't want <laughs> Um, a silent voice is a Nikon. really, it's a really good. I, I said that on on a movie set, and the guy was like, the guy was Israeli, and he was like, "Wait, are you French? <laughs> you have, are you I, French?" And I was like, "No." no. <laughs> I, I was like, "No," and he was like, and I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Well, because you're speaking with a French accent," and I was like. In my head, I was replaying what I said, and I was like, "All I said was something, something Nikon," and that must be how the French say it. <laughs> that's just the proper Japanese way to say it. Yeah. So that's how I say it. I thought that was funny. So, a silent voice is a movie. It's it's an animated movie. It's an anime um, about a deaf girl. It's a slice of life movie. It's about a deaf girl who, um, I guess you could say, falls in love with the main character, but the main character is a dickhead. And because the girl is deaf, he has to make fun of her and bully her and tease her. And this all happens in, you know, middle school. When he gets to high school, he realized how much of a dick he was. And he's doing everything in his power he can to try and, like, make up for him being a dick. Mm -hmm. And going so far as, like, learning sign language to talk to the girl. 
and nice. it, it turns into a romance movie. But it is super cute. It was a really good movie. It's almost you know tearjerker. You might you know Did you a little cry? a little bit a little <laughs> tear there. Um, well, weathering with you is they're saying it's the spiritual successor. So it's not a sequel, but it is the same type of romance kind of comedy thing. But in this version, the main character can control the weather. And that's why it's called Weathering With You. I don't know much more than that, other than the, the main character control the weather, and that's going to have some play on you know, how this is. So this is an anime out. or live action? This is an anime. Okay. Um, and it is already out in Japan, um, and it's already gotten massively good reviews. Yatta! And it's a big deal because Weathering With You is now coming to American theaters. Ooh. And I don't know if A Silent Voice came to theaters. I know it hit Netflix hard, and yeah. everybody loved it. I don't think it ever came to theaters, though. It sounds good. It sounds like something I would actually enjoy. So. All these, and A Silent Voice was a Kiyoani, a Kiyoani uh, movie. A Ki- might watch Kyoto it. animation movie. And it is, um, unfortunately, it's a good time to watch the movie. To is, support the is Persona 5, when you're not in the alternate world, like a slice of life? Because you're like eating, Yeah, kind right? of is. Like, you're, you know, it's basically a dating sim at that point. I mean, I mean, I'm not at the. I'm only about halfway through the game, and you're not allowed to do any like the real dating stuff until like you're at confident level like eight and above or something like yeah. that. And I'm only like five or six, but yeah, I was like, this is really interesting. That it's like this like video game interactive anime where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna eat udon. That's what I've now spent yeah. the last five minutes doing. No dating, no interacting with female characters, just going off to find Udon. But now your raw power is because <laughs> you ate Udon. So no, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm going to watch it. A Silent Voice is out right now. There is another movie similar to it also on Netflix. Um, if you watch A Silent Voice, Netflix is very good at telling you, you might like this too. Yeah. Um, they're all good movies, but I, I would put A Silent Voice on the top of everything. And again, thank you for my girlfriend for making me watch it and then... I realized I probably should have watched it earlier. Um, I expect Weathering With You to be an amazing movie as well. So I, I expect it to blow the, the charts away at, yeah. at the box office. Um, <laughs> me and Richard, well, I think Cat 2 are very, very fond of this next person we're going to talk about. Taika Waititi um, made arguably one of the best Thor movies. No, not arguably. He made the best Thor movie. He did. Of all so time. Far. So, mean, so far. So far, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be working on the next Thor movie, uh, Love and what was it, Love and Thunder? I don't actually know what he looks like. Who, who's the, who? Who is he? Well, so unfortunately, in Ragnarok, he was in Ragnarok, the alien though, but he was Korg. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. don't get to really see what he looks like because he's a big rock monster in that. Yeah. One. Right. Um, but the reason I'm bringing him up is it seems like he's trying to do everything now, and I don't mind that. Um, he's in a new movie, which I believe he also produced or directed one of the two. Um, but he's in a movie. He's the actor, and it's called Jojo Rabbit, and he's playing the imaginary Adolf Hitler. And what I could take away from Jojo Rabbit is, it is a movie on the war for anti-hate. So it's a, it's an anti-hate movie. Okay. And it's his version of trying to make people not hate each other, I guess. <laughs> and it just looks so weird. But I mean. He did Ragnarok. I have to see the movie. I know this movie would be good. I will wait for you to see the movie. Yeah. And I'll probably come back and say the movie was good. Um, but yeah. I'm excited. He'll be like, I loved it. <laughs> but I also love Lion King, so who knows? My yeah. opinion doesn't matter. Um, it's, it should be a good movie, though. 
uh, an imaginary Adolf Hitler who looks like he's childish in a way. Like, you know, the the depictions we always see of Adolf Hitler is, you know, he's always nine, 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 and he's always angry, angry and stuff. Yeah. This one just looks like he's, you know, roaming around, like smelling the flowers type thing. Yeah, he was an artist originally. Yeah. Before, like, he couldn't get a job and then he blamed, you know, uh, Jewish people for yep. it. So, yeah. It should be interesting. They took his jobs. Um, going back real quick on a bullet. I should have put this one right after I made a boo-boo. Um, if you like the boys... Season two has already been greenlit. That is awesome. You know, please watch this movie, guys, because show. Ama- uh, yeah, show. <laughs> um, because Amazon has no qualms about canceling things that people don't watch. Exactly. And, and you need to watch Good Omens as well, because I don't want to lose that one either. We need more of that as well. There's not going to be any more of that. It's a book in the... With the way they ended it, they could very easily make more of it. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but they could. They could <laughs> just let it be. I think Amazon's actually probably really good at letting it be. They, I, they did good omens, and they and it was very close to the book. Yes. So and then we're getting uh, Sandman now. So just let it be. Let good omens be because good omens was perfect the way it was, and let us move on to Sandman. Now, but, if if you like the boys, you will also probably like the Reclaimers, which is a series set in a dystopian superhero universe by Brandon Sanderson. We haven't had him on the show yet. Maybe oh, God, I would, I would pee we, myself. I mean, one of us, I don't know. It would be embarrassing. So Yeah. Um, I would talk to him about Mistborn the entire time. I would talk to him about Reclaimers. It's amazing. <laughs> Read Reclaimers by all means. Also, uh, William Dickstein, who was on our uh, podcast before. Hopefully, he'll be on it again. And he wrote this series called Chosen. I am now about, I think, 70% through the series. It is so good. It is just really good. If you like dystopian superhero where the superheroes either are bad guys who look good or they think they're good guys, but they're actually working in an organization that's really evil, that's that's chosen. That's that's kind of world. I want to take a long pull from that one, too, and throw in Misfits would also be a good one. If you like the boys, you might like Misfits as well. Which one's the Misfits? Misfits is one of the first shows that the guy that plays Klaus in Umbrella Academy was in. And it's about a group of teens that were sent to like a detention uh, center that have superpowers. Oh, that is good. And that is dystopian. Yep. Yeah, totally. And it's it's still like superpowers are bad. And this is what happens when we We saw get... that. We saw that with your parents, I think. No, Misfits is a show. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was thinking the um, movie where they're... They have telekinetics, and the kids are like trying to escape from being captured. Uh, jumper, jumper. No. I, think it was, jumper? I think it was jumper. It was. I, I thought we saw that in um, North Las Vegas. That's why I remember seeing it over there. But or push, push me. The like each kid is rated a, a different color. Oh no! Oh no! No no! I know ah, which movie, damn, I know but I don't now. know I what it, it now. the name. But you had me thinking of Jumper. And, and one of the and kids Bush. acts like he's not um, not as smart as, as he is. Because if he was as smart, then um, he'd be at a different rank. He'd be separated, whatever. And ultimately, they escape, and then there's a resistance. And then it turns out the, the, the kid who was cured by his dad actually like took control of his dad. And mm-hmm. He's also a red. He's also a red. The so, girl is a red, and he's a red. Yes, yeah, so yeah, now it's starting more of it's coming together. I don't. That's, know. That's, but I it's don't same know. same kind of. Yeah. So really dystopian. Uh, but that's not misfits. Misfits is 
uh, you will know, like, if you saw the cover of Misfits, you know right off the bat. It's, like, a group of teens, like, four four or six in orange jumpsuits because they were sent to um, probation or detention or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I forget what the... I want to make a page on our Juvie. On our they were sent to Juvie. To contain, juvie. That's what it was. No, they were yeah. sent to Juvenile, yeah. you know, they were sent to Juvie. Yeah. And it, the, the actor from Umbrella Academy, the guy that plays Klaus, everybody's favorite character, is one of the main characters in this one, at least for the first two seasons, I think. Yep. And then I didn't see and Klaus it all. is a lot of people's favorite yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. So. I didn't see it all, but I think there's some kind of time skip that lets them put in different um, people with powers. Okay. So it's kind of like hero, yeah, heroes, but not bad. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it it was called the Darkest Minds. Really, with the different colors of super superpowers. I think so. Okay. See what you described. It sounded, and I'm not. It sounded like there's a, there's another movie that was on YouTube Red. That was very much similar to this. What it sounded like. It was the Darkest Minds. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, it's it pretty good. Yeah. So this next one, I think, Rich, you're probably a little bit more in the expertise. Of sure. This one. Okay. So, um, in the wake of the Me Too unit, uh, Me Too movement, um, it's becoming more like, on one hand, the Me Too movement, right where. Uh, Certain certain bad actors in the movie industry abuse their position to demand sexual favors from from the cast. At the same time, you've got certain directors who they film sex scenes for their own enjoyment, like certain foot scenes, which uh, a certain uh, what's Tarantino. Tarantino. You're thinking Tarantino. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people ultimately felt like he kind of abused his role of director to basically get off on filming these scenes. Wiggle your big toe. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Because <laughs> because it's not about breasts. It's really not about breasts. It's about power. Yeah. this It's about abusing that power. At the same time, if you, if you look at Game of Thrones, if you look at Carnival, if you look at Altered Carbon, the sex scenes are getting pretty pretty graphic in modern media. Yeah. Um, because Pornhub is like so popular that the movies have to like kind of keep up or there's like, you know what? It's just so tame. It's like ridiculous. You saying that too is also funny because I've been seeing a lot more, you know how we post on each other's wall on Facebook. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot more of people posting on the wall for Pornhub on specific porn like videos but some of the weirdest things, like some guy put up uh, an equation for his homework and some other guy solved it on the comments to this porn video. And it was it's just hilarious. That's, that's hilarious. It's, it's, there's a slight shift in social media presence over to Pornhub. Yeah, there's so many references. There's a reference to Pornhub in The Boys. It, maybe episode five, maybe. Okay, yeah, I, was like, I haven't seen it yet. yet but but um, yeah, they make references. Oh, they... Um, they blackmail somebody saying that they're going to put up the scene on the Pornhub. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'll see that soon. But I wonder if that's actually on Pornhub. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun. That'd be like a meta breaking. Yeah. <laughs> now I kind of want to look for it. But it's a gay sex scene, so I don't really want to I still it. would want to see if it's on yeah. there. That'd be awesome. You'd so, be like, ah, oh, pause, pause, pause. So uh, Kat and I, we do a lot of like boudoir photography. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the movie I was just doing behind the scenes work on, they had some sex scenes. And I noticed a similar thing. And so HBO is trying to solve this 
this thing. And so I'm going to describe the problem and I'm going to say how HBO solves it. So Kat, you know how like sometimes, you know, we want to do a boudoir scene Mm -hmm. and either we've paid the model or the model asked us to do it. And either way in our heads, we're like, okay, this is where they need to take the top off. It's Mm -hmm. appropriate. Like this is the point for this next picture. It's going to look better. Right. Um, but then none of us want to be the one to tell the model, hey, uh, yeah, now you need to take the bra off. And it, it's <laughs> awkward because we're like, hey, do what you think is comfortable for you. Because we don't want to be creepy. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we, we don't, don't want, want yeah. we don't want them to be like, oh, you're abusing me in, in the position exactly. of power. And it's like, no, I have my own boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, well, nice. I'm fine with mine. There's, there's two women and me doing the shoot. There's that's four breasts that we don't need to ask <laughs> the the model to show their breasts or whatever. It, but I wanted to ask: Isn't one of the other people that help you on your boudoir shoots another? Um, person who took photos with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she had so, no because she had no she had problem. No problem. She was, but that's, that's the thing. Be like, uh, well, you're just here to see my boo. I got my own, and he took the pictures of them, and they're nice. Okay, so I don't need. I yeah. mean, it, it, she did it on her own volition, though. Yeah. It's not like, oh, hey. But even if we we talked about, hey, what are you comfortable with? Because we communicate well with each other, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the client or whoever we're working with we're still unsure. Like it and has, you're, you're it never sure to, unless you're friends or you know it, that person for a while. It gets to the while. point where, yeah, the second time, okay, yeah. we're a lot more comfortable and then things are just, you know, unraveling as it goes. But if it's a new person, you're just like, eh, did you, I don't know. On this note, real quick, did you have this issue with Cassandra Kane? A little bit. Interesting. Same, same it's thing. It's really interesting. Because... The, I don't know, it just like, so like on the movie that I was on last mm-hmm. week, um, the director was like, okay, let's, you know, go more. And then the actress was like, okay, so I'm supposed to be a girl wearing nothing underneath my jacket. And I'm supposed to be like starting to reveal. And then after I get angry with the main character, I'm going to close up my clothes and be like, you don't get none of this. And I'm going to storm off the set. And she was like, how much should I reveal? And they, and the director and the director of cinematographer kept saying, as much as you're comfortable with. And I was like, whoa, this is like me and Kat, as much as you're comfortable with. And she was like, well, how much do you want? Well, as as much as you're comfortable (laughs) with, which means literally. If if you want to go naked, go naked. Yeah, go naked. That's what we really mean. But we don't want to be creepy. Exactly. And they didn't want to be creepy. And she was like, well, should I like, you know, I could, I guess, show as much as like the top of my butt. And they were like, well, as much as you're comfortable with, but it would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so HBO is solving this because they have true shows like True Blood and they have all these other Game of Thrones, you know, Game of Thrones. They're bringing an HBO intimacy coordinator. And so this person is going to be there to represent the actress. And instead of the director saying as much as you're comfortable with, where the actress is like, well, I'm comfortable showing everything but my nipples, but everybody on set is like, oh, this is going to be the best sex scene ever. 
and she feels it. She knows, right? She knows that everybody here is expecting her to go topless, yep. if not more. And when they say as much as you're comfortable with, they're really like, if you would just please take off all of your clothes and show everything, that's what we would like yeah. to do because that will make the scene the best. But the sex um, intimacy intimacy coordinator, uh, they're, they're going to be there and they're going to be not only representing the person, but also the other thing is that they are trained in knowing how to make the best looking sex scene. And this was an important part because they actually said that these sex scenes, after they bring in these people who've been trained in it, they're like, well, you don't need to, um, I don't know, like literally have the girl go on a, because when the girls do um, oral, they give them dildos and stuff like that yeah. to, to, to do fellatio on. But here they might be like, you don't even need that. Like the angle you're doing, whatever, like you don't need it. So instead of forcing this actress who's supposed to be the equal of everybody to, you know, go down on this piece of rubber there, you know, she's saying like, okay, so if you angle it this way and you, you do this, it's going to look even more realistic because you don't have this piece of plastic. Yeah. You have the male actor wearing a cup and now she can really get close and it just, she's actually making the sex scenes even hotter, even steamier, but doing it in a way where she feels like she's doing a job and not like she's being a porn star, a porn star. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because ultimately I don't want, I don't know. I mean, I don't care. I literally don't care when I'm seeing this scene whether or not she's really doing anything at all, I want to be immersed in the world. Yeah. And, and so if it if, is like in the case of like game of Thrones or something like it, I know, um, Oh God, Daenerys is real. I forgot. Her yeah. Name. I can never remember uh, her name either. I know she had a couple Emily? issues. Queen of dragons. Oh. The actress's name. Um, Emily, Emily, Emily Clark, Emily Clark. Yeah. I know Emily Clark at one point started getting more uncomfortable with her showing topless and she actually stopped doing couple yeah. scenes after a while, but in a in a show like that, it's interesting. I think, and I'm not saying it because I want to see boobs, sure. But I think at at one point, if they're trying so hard to make it so it looks like she's naked, but they're not, and they keep like finding different ways yep. to cover up things, it starts taking you out of the immersion a little bit, and you're yep. just like, they're just really trying to not. And like in this scenario, the intimacy coordinator. Their job is to make sure that the scenes look great. Yeah. They work for the company and they're to protect the company from, you know, being accused of abuse and making the shots look amazing. So they're not going to have that scenario. And I think, um, I mean, ultimately, I think uh, the amount of males who go topless and are required to go topless throughout the movie and then women are like, well, I don't want to show a little bit of nipple. And Those are the devil's nipples. The devil's nipples. That's, that's what we call them. <laughs> because Instagram will will take down yep. your account if you show the devil's nipples. Instagram has been really weird lately, too. Oh, hyper, hyper restrictive. Yeah. It's like it's like a bunch of Mormons took over the... Uh, yeah, they, not, not a thing against my Mormon friends, but, you know, you're more conservative yeah. than the rest. They've of actually it. been banning accounts that use that site to get paid for 
you know, pictures and stuff that they do. Censored, <laughs> censored or not, they've been just banning accounts. Just... Somebody was doing a cooking video, and the uh, they were reported for having a weapon <laughs> because they had a knife. Oh my! And gosh. their account was taken down. That's ridiculous. That's so bad. It's horrible. Yeah, they're it's getting really horrible. Crazy. Yeah. So um, the interesting thing I I liked about this intimacy coordinator though, so that would be your job title. Your job title would yeah. be intimacy coordinator. And Sounds when someone sexy. says, "What's your description I want of that your job?" job. You'd be like, I make sex scenes sexy. That, that's that's kind of you, your job, yeah. Kat. That is kind of your job. You, let's, let's change your title. You're now the intimacy yeah. coordinator. Yes. <laughs> I need that no, on a business card. It is really cool, though, because it, it does help, like, you know, if it keeps the movie intact the way, not just the way the director and stuff, but it just in the immersion itself, yeah. and it makes the actress or actor feel better about doing what they're doing, it's, it's just a win on both sides. So yeah. it's yeah. cool that they're doing that. That is kind of what I do. It is. No, it's real. When, when you, <laughs> like, my, it just wasn't a job position before. My, my girlfriend was a lot easier, I think, because you were just like, here, take a shot of this vodka. You'll feel better. And she was like, okay, I'm ready to go now. No, that's no, not, that's don't not. say that. Don't say that. No. <laughs> just we, kidding. No, just we kidding. had to work no, on that. No, you definitely. It I was remember like a that slow shoot. progression. Well, but, and it was two. Yeah. It, as always, the second one is they release the, yeah. you know. Yeah. I remember the first time you guys shot her, I was here in, I think it was here for like four or five hours just waiting. And she finally got there and she was happy to do it. And she won't stop talking about the pictures now, like how much she because likes she them. Because she loves them. Yeah. Because she loves, she's reliving the memory of her feeling hot and sexy. Mm -hmm. And it was a great shoot, like in the end. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I love those pictures. Uh, the last one, just a quick one. If you guys liked Cthulhu Saves the World, which is a uh, old school style RPG yeah. type, you know, turn based like, battle. That's like Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, well, Done. no, 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 because you have people following you. Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy yeah, Two era. Yeah, Final Fantasy era. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Dragon Warrior. There's one, another one coming out. I guess it. I <laughs> guess it's a sequel. I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's called Cthulhu Saves Christmas. So in this game, you you play Cthulhu. <laughs> How does he save Christmas? You're well, saving Santa, all right. Yeah. Oh, Cthulhu has to save Santa. Santa was kidnapped, but by the Lords of Evil. And He's to, supposed to make people crazy. You have to fight Krampus. He does make people crazy. You have to fight Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> you do what, have to fight. What Krampus does Krampus do? I, throw baby heads I at you? Like he I probably I does. That's how crazy this game I is. Think, I totally no. want to play now. And if he if he throws I, baby heads at me, I, it's gonna be amusing. I also believe there's Baba Yaga is one of the characters you also yes. get. It's interesting. Oh, uh, we have to twitch yeah. this and drink. There you go. <laughs> Any excuse. Um, I'm with it. Okay. That's we're at the end of our of our show notes. Um, this would be the point where I'd love to read some uh, comments and questions and concerns and thoughts and ideas, but we don't have any yet. Do you so, still do polls? Uh, I don't. When um, we were only getting 12 or 13 people voting on it, it just seemed like it was a... Uh, so Mystery Link, that's that's our thing right now. And we will be going, coming back. I keep saying it. We will be coming back to the PG-13 game. Yeah. If you guys don't know it, you guys can play it at home. The PG-13 game is simple. You take any movie <laughs> that's PG-13 and you're allowed one F-bomb, where do you put it? And my favorite example that I saw when someone was explaining this game to me, my favorite example was Lord of the Rings when Frodo was like, all right then, fuck your secrets. <laughs> 
So we're going to be doing that uh, soon and trying to figure out where the best place to drop F-bombs is in movies that don't need F-bombs. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they need them. Well, they need them now. Yeah, now. Like Toy Story or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be fine. Your mom does what with Woody? <laughs> Fuck him! Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, if you guys can find us on Smash Bomb or even find us on Facebook or anywhere else that you can leave comments, do that. We'll try and find them. And if you leave a comment, we'll read it on... I will gladly read it on the air until we get to the point where I can't... I don't have time to read them on the air. But for right now, we're a fledgling podcast and we have plenty of time to read all kinds of comments and stuff. So do it. Leave it. Do it. Do Do it. it. Um, On that note, I think we're done for today. Next... Either next week or the week after, we will be having some other guest stars. Yeah, actually, and a lot of cool people. I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. We do have a very, very big interview planned yeah. um, next week, so pay attention. I think we've already said it once, but we had to reschedule. But we're yeah. excited for it. It's going to be a big interview. Awesome. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.